listening to Double Exposure with Sophia Lemon and Petro, a photography podcast on both the creative aspects and business side of photography. Join the conversation now on Facebook at Double Exposure Show Group. And here's Petro and Sophia. And welcome back, everybody. It's Petro and Sophia on the Double Exposure Show, episode 39. Show notes for this episode are on the doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 39 page. <laughs> I, because I said they're on, I feel like I had to I finish know. with something, right? <laughs> so you can find the show notes there. Uh, join the conversation on Facebook in the Double Exposure Show group. And um, we're back. Uh, it seems like forever, but it's only been a week, right? Or about 10 minutes. Something like that. Nobody <laughs> has to know. We're keeping it a secret. So oh. for those of you who are just tuning in for the first time, yeah. there's you 38 other episodes to catch up on. So get to it. But yeah, we're back regardless. And today we're going to talk to you about some fun stuff. But before we talk to you about <laughs> some fun stuff, like since not really non-specific fun <clears throat> stuff. Well, nothing new has happened in the last 10 minutes after we stopped recording the previous episode. Well, that's not true. I did go to the washroom. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and I filled Wait. my teacup. Not at the same time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Timing. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I grabbed a pop. I grabbed a can of Pepsi. Oh, it's so cold. Oh, and I'm just such an addict. It's ridiculous. Ow. Yeah. You know, uh, when people have a hard day and they come home and they grab a bottle of beer or whatever, guys do this. They're like, oh, I could really use a beer. That's mm-hmm. not me. I'm like, I could really use like a cold pop, like especially a fountain pop. I am addicted to sugar. I know this. And... Um, that's that's such a bad thing for me, but I can't help it. Well, See, not true. I, I can't get, help it. I get home and I just change into my sweatpants. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and I am currently wearing my sweatpants. Um, well, nothing. They're, they're Joe Box. <laughs> I am wearing clothes, but they're my my Joe Boxer pajama pants, and they have scorpions on them. <laughs> interesting <laughs> and i love them they well, have hey, been not? featured in many of my instagram stories ah mm-hmm. okay <laughs> we'll have to follow up on those <laughs> we should share our social media channels with our listeners in case they want to connect on a somewhat personal level somewhat. <clears throat> in case well i'm i'm starting to think that a lot of people are just too shy to ask questions on a public forum because uh, i know i get what is Personal up with you messages. people? And I actually feel really bad because one of our listeners reached out to me about some canvas stuff. Was it Corey? And, I think so. Because <laughs> I told him to. <laughs> I think it was Corey. And then I think um, he, I think you didn't respond and he said you didn't respond. So I texted you. I was like, would you respond? It was sitting in, you know, the new message requests? Yes. Facebook has since changed the look of this. Oh, you God. used to have to like go on other and whatever. Yep. And so I got to admit, that's exactly what happened. It just sat there forever. I yep. looked in there and there was like 40 messages there, not <laughs> not just from Corey. <laughs> and uh, it was a little bit embarrassing, but at the same time, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm sorry, dude. Uh, you know, uh, do, 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 do. you know what? It wasn't even Corey. It was somebody else. Oh. Yeah, totally somebody else. Maybe maybe it was Corey, and I'm thinking it was somebody else. 
There's two Corys now that we talk there about. This is a problem. There is two Corys. Hmm. We'll figure this out eventually. Yeah, for sure. Not a problem. So moving on, moving forward. Um, yeah, I just feel like a lot of people have a hard time asking on the personal or sorry, on the public forum because they are afraid. They're like, I feel like this question is going to be stupid. <laughs> so, yeah, but and I can relate. Is, your question is probably not going to be stupid. Well, it might and... be really stupid, but <laughs> 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 but it might be really good. I know, right? but, but the questions that we've been getting in private messages have been questions that other people would like the answer to. My point so exactly. This is why you should post it in the group, because then you're going to help other people get the same answer. Okay, what I'm talking about is a question might be really stupid. I was working with a client uh -oh. and he was referring to something as a BOS. BOS, 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 like Bob. And I, and I literally said, look, I don't want to be like the new guy and all, but can you tell me again what BOS stands for? And he's like, bill of sale. Like, oh, okay. Oh my God. <laughs> and it was such a noob hmm. thing for me. Like, okay, I get it. That was stupid. Like I should have just thought about it a little harder. Okay. But I'm glad I asked. BOS and bill of sale. Yeah. It's literally the same number of syllables. <laughs> I know, but not the same number of letters when you're texting it. He oh was, he was. This oh was over text. Oh, uh, my God. One thing I learned is there's a lot of people who love to shorten things, like <laughs> like to the point where you kind of start questioning, like, really? I like, like to shorten names. I have nicknames for many of my friends. Uh, they're not usually nice. <laughs> right. What's mine? You, you, you don't say it to my face, so. Well, I call a lot of people, like, homie and, like stuff like that i don't think i really call you any nicknames maybe a big jerk and <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> um but i have this one friend i call b fuzz okay yeah <laughs> and why is that because his first initial is b and his last initial is f <laughs> okay and there's no other logic to it <laughs> that's that makes sense <laughs> hannah's dad has a tendency to call the animals and actually people names that have nothing to do with anything like they had a dog whose name was summer mm -hmm. it was a female dog her name her name was summer and the reason why her name was summer is because hannah's last name is winter <laughs> so they named the dog summer it's actually really cute really really clever yes. he called her bert <laughs> okay so they have a they have a pug whose name is ruckus and he calls him nugget uh, Wuggles, uh, or Nug, you know, um, what else? Uh, oh yeah. They, they fostered a dog whose name was Asher. He called him Midge. Um, he calls her sister Toad. Her name is Stephanie. Um, he doesn't call me anything. I think he's intimidated by me. He's probably scared. I look, I'm a big guy who just very threatening but so he right. doesn't call, call me anything to my face you know? you're so threatening <laughs> i'm just joking um no but it's, it's pretty funny it's um, why I, are you talking about this <laughs> i call my one friend dingus and then he, you've he, called me dingus before oh yeah probably well i was using it for like the longest time but then i called my one friend dingus and he really liked it so he calls me dingus all the time now 
my name in his phone is Dingus. And <laughs> since he stole Dingus from me, I started calling him Dinglebutt. Nice. <laughs> I have a feeling you're going to tell me stories that I don't want to hear, so no, no, moving no. on. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I have, I think this is why it, it, photography comes easy to me. I have a very vivid imagination, so I can picture a lot of things and I can build things in my head. It mm-hmm. helps, it helps really well with um, problem solving. And I think it's, it helps me be uh, a good photographer or an okay photographer at least. But anytime people say certain words or mention something, I put all these things together in my head. So when you say like Dinglebutt, <laughs> I've oh, yeah. already I've already had about thirty different visuals of Dinglebutt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Hannah and I were having a discussion about this when we went for a walk with uh, Tank, um, and uh, we came to the conclusion, or rather, I came to the conclusion, and I presented her with my theory. That uh, <clears throat> photography is nothing but problem solving, and your your job and your your task is not to necessarily be great technical wizard at it because anybody can just point and take a picture. But your job as a photographer is to be able to see all the BS in the image and remove the suck. So this is something that I'm paint uh, going to patent. This is going to be my new school. I'm going to teach seminars on how to remove the suck out of photographs. Um, And this comes down to things like um, when you're photographing, let's, let's go to a wedding. You're photographing the, the bride and the mother at the house before you leave. And you're standing in front of the house and in the background, there's their ugly SUV with a garage door open and their recycling cans are in the background too. And yeah, it's just a quick photo of mom and daughter before you leave, but it would take literally five seconds to say, hey guys, let's do a 45 degree turn Mm -hmm. so that that awesome tree is our background and we're 30 feet away from it. So it's just going to be super shallow depth of field. It's going to be amazing background. And why more people don't do that is beyond me. Like just look around, right? Just be aware of your surroundings. And that's why... I am a huge believer that at the end of the day, your task as a photographer is to problem solve these shitty situations, right? Kind of be really good at hiding things. And sometimes the best place to hide something is in plain sight. Believe it or not, it works like a charm. Um, <laughs> if, if Hannah and I are just eating dinner and she has a drink and I have a drink and I finished mine, I won't try. I will literally just grab hers and start drinking it and see how long it takes her to notice. And it's forever <laughs> because I'm not being um, I'm not being sneaky or suspicious about it or nervous. I'm just doing it right in front of her. And it's even happened where she'll look at her glass. She'll be like, I do not remember finishing that glass of water or whatever <laughs> she was drinking. I kid you not. And this this works with everything. And I've tested this theory on people on everything. And I'm telling you, it works. Um, because we, the human, the human mind has only the ability to perceive things that are creating stress, right? So we only perceive change when there's, when there's sort of stress, when, when you see something and something's different, it triggers, and I'm not talking about being stressed out. I'm talking about, um, change, right? You, you walk into the room and the paint's different. All of a sudden you kind of go, 
what's going on? I feel something different about this. And it's that stress that you need to learn how to remove from your environment and remove from photos, remove the suck. <laughs> so, yeah. Did that rant make any sense? Sure. Yeah, you suck. <laughs> so, but uh, this has a lot to do with what we're talking about today. Does it? Um, does it yeah. really? <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I feel like you're going to have to explain this to me. Well, it was the last part. <laughs> the, the last part I mentioned. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, it's the stress. It's uh, your ability to problem solve and things like that. And so being a, a wedding photographer, first of all, doesn't mean that you have to only photograph weddings or, <laughs> you know, that you only have the, or that you. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. What? I, what? <clears throat> what I'm trying to say. Yes. If you get on the same page with me here. <laughs> Okay. This Being a be wedding tricky. photographer um, doesn't... Okay, it, it all stems from something that somebody told me a really long time ago. And what they said is that wedding photography is the most stressful uh, career... Oh, for goodness uh, sake. Right, ever. Um, my photography instructor used to joke that... This is when I was in University of Windsor. Um he used to joke, which I actually took him completely serious and looked into it and he was wrong, that the psychology department has a chapter on wedding photographers. That and this is something cool. Right? This is something he said like as an anecdote, as a joke, because he didn't do weddings and he didn't like weddings. And I literally believed him and I said to myself, I will never shoot weddings. Like, I do not want to be stressed out. What's going on? Just like dentistry. What? Number one suicide rate? I don't want to be a dentist. I don't want to have to kill myself. Yeah, I just don't really <laughs> want to be a dentist. Fair enough. I don't I want don't, to look at your gross teeth. Yeah, I don't so. think I could look in people's mouths all day. <laughs> you, <laughs> never mind. I'd be like, um, what is that? <laughs> now, what happens to the guy who, when he goes to med school, goes, so I can be a dentist. No, I don't want to look at people's mouth. Your nose and throat. <laughs> No, I'm not interested in those cavities either. I do, however, think proctology might be up my alley. <laughs> that's a cavity that's dark and mysterious. I will do that. I can't okay, wait to look in people's butts. We're getting so off topic. Yeah, but people are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> so when entering the wedding photography industry, right. I was very nervous about it and I was really stressed out. And so I'd go to weddings and they were emotionally and physically exhausting because I think I was going there expecting like a nightmare and I basically stopped doing them. I didn't do them for, I would say about five years. I'd pick one or in that, in that five year span from about 2003 to 2008, I think mm -hmm. I did half a dozen weddings total, um, just because I was really busy with fashion work and commercial work. And uh, I just didn't want to do weddings because I thought they're super stressful. Why do them? You know, up until then, I did maybe 20 or so. And they were all for friends, family, kind of low key things. And so when I got back into it, I would literally be just tense as tense could be. But I brought a different approach to it. And I brought my approach of, okay, your job is to remove the suck. Okay. Where I love going to weddings as a guest. I love photographing. That's a lot of fun for me. So why not 
bringing the two things together. I mean, everybody's dressed up. Everybody looks really good. Hopefully you get one of those clients. So your job is really easy. If anything, it was just like a fashion shoot that was very well organized. Because if you've ever done a fashion photo shoot, they are always late. They're never on time. Yes. And they're the ones that are super duper stressful. And believe it or not, when I was shooting fashion is when I started to notice that I was really getting out of shape. I was really kind of like my blood, my blood pressure started to climb a little bit. Um, I started to gain weight and it's when I realized that my lifestyle was kind of uh, impacting my health. Mm-hmm. Right. And a lot of it had to do from stress. So the way I cope with stress is I like to eat. Um, I, you know, if, if something doesn't go my way, I suddenly feel hungry. And of course I'm always out and about in the middle of nowhere. And the first thing I'll grab is like, I'll go through a drive through grab a coffee and a bagel or whatever it is, whatever it could be, because I'm never prepared for the day. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's, that's kind of been a really negative thing in my life. Because as a result, I have put on some weight and it's impacted my ability to like work for a long time, to tell you the truth. Um, I do get kind of tired. As a matter of fact, um, when we started the last episode, I did say, oh, I'm so tired. I just want to go to sleep. And you laughed at me and you said, save it for the next episode. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly it. Right. So Everything I've said so far has been kind of leading on to this, to, you know, what do you do? <laughs> how do you, how do you get in, in a better routine? Um, how do you, how do you stay on top of it? What do you do? What are some of the warning signs? What are some of the things you can avoid doing, right? So really there is no recipe for success here except for maybe stepping back and, um, organizing yourself organizing your life and organizing your um routine because mm-hmm. at the end of the day i think having a healthy routine will actually contribute to your overall success as a business person yes thank you and on that note it's time to end <laughs> so i thought <laughs> now, it was funny you... i thought it was funny when you recommended this topic because about like well a few months ago i had some health issues Mm-hmm. And which, well, resulted in me being in bed for like a few days. And then I was just like um, exhausted. And basically, I've been like really tired for the last few months. And just the last couple of days, I'm starting to get back on track. So I'm feeling pretty good. I am going to take a nap shortly, though. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I was, I don't know. Um, it hasn't had a serious impact on my business, but like my brain has been like mush for the last few months. So I've been trying to get my shit back together um, so that I feel like normal again. And like, especially going into summer, like you want to feel good going into summer, right? Of course. Um, It's summertime. (laughs) You get more time in a day to do things, right? Yeah. And I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself because now it's summer and I'm playing a lot of baseball. I have Mm -hmm. two or three games a week and then every weekend I don't have a wedding. I have a tournament. So 
and then like all through winter and everything I was skiing and walking and hiking and going to the gym so now I, I like going into summer I was kind of expecting well I'll go to the gym in the morning in the afternoon I'll go for a long ass walk and then at night I'll go to ball that has just not been physically possible for me I've been way too tired like okay can't do it so now I'm back to just going to the gym in the morning and then going to ball if I have a late game um then I'll sleep in a bit mm-hmm. I like to get up early in the morning and go to the gym and then by the time I'm showered and fed I can sit down at my computer at nine o'clock and that's like whereas I gotta be I gotta admit if I'm sitting down at my computer at nine o'clock it's because I woke up at eight thirty. yeah because I'm super tired <laughs> and yeah. uh, I want to, uh, I'm planning to this summer, uh, get my routine to include an early morning gym session. Even if I, um, you know, if it's super hot like it is right now, I would drive down. But if it get if it cools down, uh, I would either ride my bike or, you know, I have inline skates I can skate over. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gym is about 5K away, maybe even less. So walking there would be an exercise on its own but um yeah i just want to get out there even if i just do some cardio in the morning do a little bit of weights whatever it is just to just to get my body moving yeah and that is the plan because i want to rebuild a routine i I have to um big motivation is the fact that we're having a baby (laughs) so i want to be able to keep up with the little rascal when she grows up but uh also because um Ironically enough, when I want to work less <laughs> is when I'm trying to get, find a way to have more energy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, the reality is that, uh, an eight hour wedding would wipe me out completely. Mm-hmm. So when, um, when I shot that wedding last year, was it last year? It was, wasn't it? Uh, in, uh, Walkerton yeah. with, uh, with those clients, uh, we drove for two hours. We shot for like nine or eight and then we drove home for two hours um i think that once i pulled in the driveway i just passed out in the car (laughs) i don't blame you right um so yeah it's and that's part of the reason why i suggested this topic is because i think i'm not the only one and i think you um might have some things to add to this but you would also agree that you may have some room for improvement too when it comes to uh your routine and at the end of the day what it what it what it's all about is that when we improve our uh when we get a routine and we improve our lifestyle it will actually help us be better business people um because being a business person it includes taking care of yourself right it's not just all go 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 even if you work from home so um what's a good place to start I can just go through a few things that I do, I guess. That That's what I would like. Um, uh, basically, like to break it down really simply, it, I exercise and I eat food that makes my body feel good. And along with that food part, I try to get like the right nutrients. I'm not obsessive about it, but like I take vitamin D and then I go outside and hang out in the sun. Um, but I've worked pretty hard over the years at figuring out what a good schedule for me is. And that is getting up at six in the morning, leaving the house and going to the gym. That gets my body going. And 
then I wind up getting to bed pretty early at night. Mm-hmm. Um, because sleep is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and also drinking water. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's four things, isn't it? Exercising, Hydration. eating well, getting enough sleep, and hydrating. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> uh, so my, I, my advice is to examine... Uh, and I'm going to let you finish a sec, is to examine your lifestyle at the moment. So kind of write down some things that are working for you and maybe make a make a list of things that aren't working for you, the things that are working against you, right? So maybe there's uh, some vices that you're, you're doing, you want to work on uh, that are possibly negatively impacting your ability to work uh, or just things that you're trying to achieve, but you're not able to get there, right? Yeah. So, so what were you saying before I cut you off? <laughs> so I get up early in the morning and I go to the gym because that's the best time for me to go to the gym because that's when I get the best workout. And then when I sit down and start working, my brain is already going like mm-hmm. I'm awake and alert. If I wake up at 830 and sit down at my computer at nine, I am not alert and I am foggy for the rest of the day. Like I'm just not awake all day. Um. I've also and found I think that that's how most people function throughout the day. Yeah, it's kind of weird that way. So mm-hmm. exercise in the morning is definitely great. Um, I find that if I go to the gym in the afternoon, I just don't get a good workout. By 2 o'clock, I'm already tired. And if I go to the gym anytime after 10, I feel, I feel like I've wasted the day. Like mm-hmm. I want to go first and get it over with, and then I can spend the rest of my day doing productive things. But some people work out better in the afternoon. And some people, if you work out like after work kind of thing. So at like five o'clock, then you get the adrenaline thing and then you are able to like calm down enough that when you go to bed, you're tired from your workout. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? I do. As a matter of fact, I do because not, it's not like I've been uh, a sedentary being my whole life. I do a lot less now, but yeah, I used to go to the gym a lot more. I used to, Yeah. uh, a lot of people don't know this about me, but I was a competitive athlete. Um, I did a lot of cycling in my earlier life. Um, I was actually ranked second in Canada and I was asked by an Australian team to move to Australia to basically ride a bike for them but uh i was too young things happened my parents got in the way and uh, instead i became a photographer which led me down a completely different path which i really enjoyed so not all has been lost but uh, a lot of things changed in terms of nutrition for example i used to eat probably five to six thousand calories minimum per day and i would ride my bike approximately 40 kilometers sometimes 60 depending on the routine we were doing every single day and it might not seem like a lot to some who ride a bike, but I'm talking about like you're you're on. It's like a bike race every single day. Yeah. And I was uh, I was competitive in down, downhill and dual slalom and a little bit of cross country. Uh, but I trained with a road racing team because my best friend was on the road racing team, who sort of took me under their wing and uh, even entered road races as part of one of their team members. And really, my only job was to block other people from passing. So (laughs) I was hired to lose on purpose and it was a fantastic time. I have to admit it was the best time of my life. But what happened is when I quit, when I couldn't go to Australia, 
my lifestyle didn't really change. I continued to eat five to 6,000 calories uh, a day. And within three months, I felt like I put on 60 pounds. You probably and, did. <laughs> yeah, I think I did. Um, and uh, it's it's been with me for, you know, the, the last decade. And yeah. it's been very difficult to get rid of. And it's been getting in my way um, to the point where I need to do something about it. Otherwise, I'm going to pay the, a big price with some health uh, issues. Yeah. So, <clears throat> but one... One thing, you know, and, and for me, it's been baby steps getting into the things. But one thing I realized is you have to have a routine. The routine is the key to this, because when you get into a routine, a lot of things are going to happen. One of the things when I talk about routine, I'm not talking about just exercise, but I'm going to approach this from a business perspective. You need to set work hours for yourself. Everybody here who has a job has work hours. You go to work, you have a schedule, you go to work nine to five, whatever, you give yourself days off. And one of my recommendations to young professionals who are starting a business is set a work schedule because when you dedicate a space in your home or if you actually rent an office, whatever it is, and you, if you set a work schedule and follow it, you will be 100% more productive. It's guaranteed. Uh, another thing besides uh, the work schedule is adapt... Um, healthy routines in your work life. For example, I know people who have their email pushed to their phone and when that mm -hmm. thing dings, they're just got to be on it and reply to that email. I will be completely honest with you. I check my emails once a day. Me too. Yep. I check my emails right around lunchtime and kind of go from there. Um, well, and I've gone so far as to turn off the notifications on my phone. So... Mm -hmm. My uh, mail app doesn't even show me how many new emails I have because Ooh, nice. if I see that there's a new email in there, I'll go in and open it up and and check it. And then I'll feel like I have to respond to it. And if I don't, I, f I start getting anxiety because I can see it there. <laughs> um, so I started by like flagging emails that I didn't have to respond to immediately, but they would still gnaw at me. So now I just check my emails first thing in the morning. I answer everything that needs to be answered and I leave it alone. That's it. Mm -hmm. And, <laughs> and the I reason I like to do it after noon <laughs> is because a lot of people who get their emails out in the morning. So let's mm -hmm. say you e you're, the per you're the morning email person. Yep. If you email me in the morning and I check mine after noon, I can just, I can email you the same day. Right. Yeah. And that way, if you happen to email me after four, um, well, I'll, I'll get it the next day and it'll yeah. be within 24 hours. Yeah. So that's why I do it. And it's, it's a healthy way. Um, I mean, I do have, I do have a commitment where I do have one email pushed to me, um, 24 hours a day and it notifies me. It's a VIP email and I can't really, I'm not at liberty to discuss this, but it's for a client and certain it's inquiries. Prime Minister. Don't talk about it's, it. It's Justin Trudeau. <laughs> and I, I have 15 minutes to respond to that email. Um, that's, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not joking. It's, it's actually, uh, I have to reply within 15 minutes. And Is it your mom? No, it, it's, <laughs> I can't, I can't really, I, I don't want to give too much information out. It's not, it's not top secret or anything. It's just. There's certain non-disclosure agreements that we've signed. So, um, blah, blah, blah. It's, the pre it's the president. The States, so it? <laughs> when an email comes in, like I said, it pushes to my watch. It pushes to my phone. Mm -hmm. But these emails come in like two, three times a week. Mm -hmm. And if they come in after 8 p.m., 
then it it counts as if it come, came in at 8 a.m. the next day. All right. So so the 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 time period is only eight to eight. So that's my only exception. But all the other emails, even Facebook messages are part of the emails. I get to them, like I said, in the afternoon, typically. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Just haven't been, about been able that, to, yep. about the responding to things like I was texting a friend last night and he was like, not super enthused. Um, which was like an attitude change for me. I was noticing, I was like, you don't seem super excited to be texting right now. And he goes, well, I'm driving. And I'm like, well, don't text me when you're driving. He's like, well, I thought it would be rude. I'm like, I don't expect you to respond to me until you are able to respond to me. Yeah, it'd be rude if you died. Yeah, so just ignore (sighs) my message and answer me when you're able to like answer me. Like, I'm fine with that. I was running a little late when you and I were talking earlier and you said, I'll be ready to go in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. And I probably responded 20 minutes later, (laughs) even though, right. And I was like, starting when, you know, and I, and I started being funny about that, but, um, the phone was in my pocket. And so when you were texting me, I was driving, I didn't bother taking it out, checking it because whatever it, I'm not risking getting a huge ticket because I was concerned whether or not you would be happy that I didn't respond to you. So yeah. And that goes the same. So having a schedule is going to be really key. You are the queen of schedules. Sometimes you piss me off when I'm like, hey, you want to you want to record this day? And you're like, no, <laughs> I've scheduled this already. And I'm like, no, nope, I'm full it, up. Move I'm it. booked. Yeah. <laughs> well, some things I can move and I will move them if I can. But exactly. If, you, if you're meeting a client, whatever, or if yeah. you don't want to move something. Don't move it. But having a schedule is going to be key. And at the same time, just because you're working for yourself doesn't mean that you have to overfill yourself or mm-hmm. be like super efficient, you know, like you don't have a boss. You are your own boss. So kind of be reasonable with yourself. Yeah. Um, set realistic goals and expectations and make sure you follow through with things. You know, if well, if you need a, a chart of to do's or whatever, do that. What was our um, calendar episode? Which one was it or what was it about or what? What Like what number was it? <laughs> oh, I don't remember. <laughs> if you are having trouble with scheduling your calendar, we do have a calendar yeah. episode. Um, you should go listen to that because there's some tools in there that you can use. And we say a lot of the same things. Don't like underestimate how much time something is going to take because that's not going to help you. Like, No, yeah. it's better to be done early and then, you know. But, but in your work day, uh, in your routine, schedule breaks. <laughs> um, so it's I have this so important. Cool, yeah, I have this cool app on my computer. It's called, hold on, break time, I think. And every 60 minutes, it shuts my computer down. Like, it doesn't turn it off. But, like, <laughs> it locks my screen, so I can't okay. do anything. Um, and I have to take a break. <laughs> so I get up and walk around. Um, we could go on and on about how sitting is like so bad for you, but, uh, if I don't, I, I, if I don't get up and walk around like every 60 minutes, I will get so into a task that I'll be like, I'll be hungry, but I won't go eat because I'll be like, I have to finish this right now. Like I have to finish this before I eat and then I'll get really anxious Okay. and then I'll do a shitty job of whatever I'm doing. Right. Absolutely. Don't tell my clients. 
<laughs> I'm writing a, a blog post about it. Actually, I'm going to start my own podcast for your clients. <laughs> <laughs> but um, uh, examine your, your routine um, on a constant basis. Like, just like, uh, you know, if you have a regular job and somebody uh, is your boss, they will have like a performance review every three months. Mm-hmm. Do the same thing with yourself. Just see where you can uh, improve and keep track of things. And this is why a routine is so important because you will eventually uh, find uh, what works well, what what doesn't. Oh, my goodness. And it's not about finding a routine that you don't like. Like, don't listen to what we're doing and being like, I have to do what Sophia is doing in her routine. Like Petro getting up at six in the morning and going to the gym might be something that you want to do. But it might not work for you. It might not. But I won't know until I try it. Well, exactly. You could try it. But don't be like, I have to get up at six in the morning and go to the gym first thing. When I was in high school, uh, I would be up at five and at the gym by 530. Yeah. Uh, That was just, that was my routine then. And it's different time for me now, right? And I feel like the laziest person alive because all I want to do is stay in bed. Yep. And, but... Making my own schedule, being my own boss, it allows me to kind of do things and not feel guilty about things. I have I have goals and I have uh, tasks and I have deadlines. As long as I meet them, I'm really happy. How I get there, it's, it's really up to me. I've kind of figured things out, right? But yeah. uh, what I really like is that for the last uh, three weeks, we've been going to see a doctor once a week. Um, Hannah's OB and I go with her because um, I feel like it's a really cool thing to do but I also want to go with her and some of these appointments are literally two minutes long you know the doctor measures her belly how are you feeling great great all right have a good day (laughs) but the experience has been really good and so I had to kind of adapt this routine to my schedule right now Mm And I love that I can do that. I love that I can uh, identify it and, you know, okay, so Tuesdays until the baby's due, I'm able to take those days off. Um, That's why, you know, after the doctor today, we are recording an episode Mm -hmm. because I've been able to kind of schedule this in. And I know the expectations. I know how long things take and that's why I'm able to do them. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, even when we record two episodes back to back, we take a break in between them. Mm-hmm. Right. We go fill up the waters, <laughs> whatever. I have a tiny little bladder and I have pee. <laughs> that that um. <laughs> too. Um, but, uh, you know, if I felt like sitting down for a couple of minutes and just uh, sort of, I don't want to say meditating, but clearing my head and just relaxing, I will do that. And um, I recommend that for everybody. I don't know if you do that or not, Sophia. Do you meditate at all or any sort of... Um. Well, there's a few things that I could talk about. <laughs> Are they safe for podcasts? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yes, although that is also important. But anyway, um, so there's the exercise aspect. Yeah. Um, I find that pretty much like meditation. That helps me manage a lot of anxiety. Absolutely. Um, there's been many a time where I have gotten up and gone to the gym and I'm feeling super anxious and then I work out and then afterward I feel so much better. Hmm. Um, now I did talk about sleeping well Mm -hmm. and I can have some difficulty sleeping, not unlike any other human being. So I tried putting my phone down early 
So I try to put my phone down an hour before I go to bed. Okay. And I will um, stretch and I'll moisturize and I'll listen to like podcasts. Mm-hmm. I tried a meditation app, which definitely helped me relax, but I, I was finding like halfway through it, if I wasn't enjoying it, I would want to, like, I would get anxious, want to turn it off. Right. But then I'd be like, no, I have to finish it. I can't turn it off. Um, <laughs> That's counterproductive. Is, isn't it? So yeah. now I just listen to podcasts and that gives like something to occupy my brain and that helps mm-hmm. me fall asleep. Um, but yeah, it's pretty important that you're able to quiet your brain. I know this sounds dumb because I don't like, I don't get everything out of my brain. Like I don't meditate and not think of anything. I just try to focus on something in particular. Right. So I'll go for a long walk in the sun, in the fresh air, and I'll listen to a podcast. And that's pretty much the same thing for me. Mm-hmm. That Tank, makes sense. Tank agrees. Tank sees uh, a man walking outside with a shovel and a level Ooh, and whatever. That's scary. Um, you know, I, I'm really <laughs> wondering, yeah, not that kind of, uh, I'm really wondering what the next couple of weeks are going to be like, because they're going to tear apart our road and oh. uh, they're doing construction. So who knows what they're doing exactly. But, oh, well. Um, so that's fun. It's perfect timing because the baby's on the way too, right? So, hey, why not? <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, so to shut your brain off, I mean, really, a lot of it has to do with anxiety. A lot of it has to do with um, just an overwhelming um, amount of uh, stress, um, an overwhelming amount of uh, tasks. That, yes. Right. Um, what are can you I just about? interject for a second? Yeah. So I was texting with one of my friends the other night before I went to bed and I was like, okay, it's, it's time for me to try sleeping. So I'm going to put my phone down. And then 10 minutes later, I found myself thinking about a topic that does not allow me to sleep. (laughs) Right. So I text this friend back. I'm like, yep, sleep has been delayed. I started thinking about zombies. (laughs) Okay. So... And he he (coughs) laughed, like, ha, 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 sorry to laugh. Zombies? Yes, there are three topics that will keep me awake at night. (laughs) And that's, like, problems with my friends, health problems, and zombies. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) No vampires or anything like that, just zombies. (laughs) And this comes from... I don't know. I think I watched too much, like... Um, walking dead and there's just something about zombies like you can't communicate with them right so they're just kind of like there's no reasoning with zombies and vampires the reason i'm not scared of them i think is because they speak perfect english and they're pretty hot in tv shows these days right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) but zombies they just flip and sneak up on you and they don't speak perfect English. They're more like no, they're <laughs> yeah, their brains are mush. <laughs> Got it. So anyway, I realize they're not a real thing, people. But my imagination is like pretty impressive. So my mind will like pick a topic and run with it, and I won't sleep. Um, so <laughs> yeah, that's what podcasts do for me at night. They give me something to think about. <laughs> that totally makes sense. <laughs> uh. But yeah, I, 
Speaking of zombies, do you like my sound effects? <laughs> uh, yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and it, and all of this is uh, completely valid. And I, you, you'd be surprised how many people I meet in this industry who open up and they say like, I have anxiety problems, I, ha- I have panic attacks. And funny enough, I'd say maybe three quarters of these people could get rid of 100% of their anxiety by having a routine and exercising. Right. So it, you probably remember a little bit what I was like when I was in college and university. Of course I do. And like I had some probably what were reasonably serious depression and anxiety problems mm-hmm. that were not managed <laughs> at all. You know, the problem <laughs> with that is that um, the high school at the high school level, uh, students are severely underprepared for the college experience. Mm-hmm. It's not like it used to be for mom and dad. It's not. And the parents severely underprepare their kids as well. So when kids leave the nest and um, things are a lot more expensive now, there's a lot more pressure on the kids. They actually perform worse than if there was sort of a nonchalant approach and kind of like, okay, well, it's college. Go get a degree and we'll see yeah. you in a couple of years. Cool. All right. Love yeah. you. <laughs> that would have such a, such more impact on the learning and the uh, performance uh, aspect of the of the kids. But... I know colleagues of that told me they're like, I can't, I can't, uh, start a photo shoot without throwing up. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm not that bad. My mm -hmm. mind just goes. And then I get like, like way into my thoughts. Yeah. And it, and it's completely normal, right? It's, it's more, yeah. uh, more common I'm, than yeah. you would think. I'm not unlike any other person. Um, <laughs> well, I, the zombies thing is, is new to me. So yes, but it's funny. Like I'm okay with the zombies thing because it's funny. <laughs> it is funny. It, it totally is. And the thing is, you know, that you're, that you know, I you know, you know this is ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So, uh, watch, watch us be proved like, wrong. Cause like yeah, in I'm, three months, there's going to be zombies uh, all over the place. Yeah. I'm not crazy. I just, I start thinking about it and then I think about it a lot and then I get freaked out and then <laughs> <laughs> like I'll have nightmares about zombies and then wake up in the morning and be like, Oh, why? <laughs> like, why, why is my brain anyway? <laughs> um, so, but yeah, um, this, this goes along with relax, but you have to take vacations. Um, not necessarily leave your city, but just like literally disconnect from work for a week, a month, two months, whatever it is. Um, as photographers, we have the luxury of doing that because, uh, we do earn a lot of income as wedding photographers in the summer. And if you're smart with your money and you listen to our previous episodes about accounting and keeping track of your money and investing, you can literally take a month off and do nothing. Yep. And that's what I've done for the last, let's say, 15 years. The January months are, are is my month off. I don't do any photography. <clears throat> and sometimes we go somewhere, sometimes we don't. But really, to tell you the truth, the last time we went somewhere was when Hannah and I went to India. That was three <laughs> years ago now. Okay, <laughs> uh, But we do a lot of things um, around here. So we would take day trips. Um, we would take weekend trips, stay overnight somewhere, 
Um, but get away, get away and do something. Um, well, don't get away. Like you don't have to get away, but get away from your take work. a break. Yeah. Take a break from your work. Don't burn yourself out. Don't, don't necessarily, uh, do a getaway, uh, but get away from your work schedule. So yeah, yeah, break yeah. the routine, uh, in order to, uh, recuperate. Hell, watch TV for a week if you want to. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know, sometimes it's good to step, good idea to step back so that you don't wear yourself out. Yeah. Um, you know, I always say kind of the novelty wore off and things like that. But that that's that's a reality. If even too much of a good thing can make you sick of it, yeah. Right. Um, cool. When I was a kid, one of my favorite things was watermelons. This is funny. Um, my grandfather had a patch of watermelons on his farm, and I went out there and I had watermelons right off the vine. I would just crack them in half, then crack that into a quarter and eat them right right there on the spot and just <laughs> i think i had 10 watermelons they they were like the size of like a small soccer ball mm-hmm. um right in a row within minutes and after that day i could not eat watermelons ever again <laughs> if you give me a watermelon today i will probably try throwing up <laughs> well speaking of that can we talk about eating for a minute Yes, that's that's my next thing uh, on my list. So my first thing was routine, then exercise, and third thing is nutrition. Yep. Let's talk about eating. Oh my god! Would you? I get into like super. Oh, okay. Uh, This morning I had a quinoa muffin, Hmm. and then I went and worked out, and then I came home and I had a banana and I had some bone broth. Uh And since then I have had um, eggs with spinach, onions, and tomatoes, and tea okay um so i'm super lucky i live in the middle of nowhere and i live on a beef farm so i get all of my beef from the farm um my mother knows a woman who raises chickens so we get all of our chickens from this lady okay um half chickens let's not forget (laughs) half chickens um (laughs) um we get all of our eggs from one of our neighbors and i get all of my produce from Eat Local Great Bruce. Um, if you're in Ontario, there's probably an Eat Local option somewhere in yes. your area. There's or a actually, farmer's market or something. There's lots in London area. Yep. Absolutely. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and not more expensive than going to the grocery store. Mm-mm. I will have that argument with anyone. <laughs> no, if, if anything, if you do it properly and you portion it properly mm-hmm. um it's probably on par if if not possibly slightly yeah. better i think it might be cheaper like i'm spending 30 bucks a month on a bag full of produce mm-hmm. and i get a seasonal box so i'm eating vegetables that are you know what's being picked or dug up or harvested or whatever a lot of people don't realize is that when you go to the store there's two middlemen there's uh there's the store itself and then there's the produce distributor that they're buying from yeah right whereas when you do the eat local thing um you're going directly to the source yeah so like the food that i'm eating is fresh it's probably been picked harvested whatever within the last week Mm mm-hmm 
And it doesn't um, really last as long either, unfortunately. No, but um, whatever. I'm eating it in that week. And yep. um, I'm finding it is bigger and brighter and <laughs> like feeds me more than whatever I'm going to buy at the grocery store. And it has way less packaging. And the kids at this place at the farm where I go to pick it up are super cute and they have <laughs> dogs. There like you go. That's soldier right there. Sto- yeah. What grocery store do you get to go to where like a, a kid brings you your bag of groceries and there's <laughs> dogs? <laughs> Not too None. many. No. Yeah. Because grocery stores, that would be a health problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, Which I don't know if it is. I think it's more of a corporate thing because really at the end of the day, hmm. like there's rats and all kinds of other crap crawling around the produce in the warehouse um i think well, the there dog isn't is supposed little, to there isn't supposed to be fine but there are <laughs> but look around your grocery store next time you go to a grocery store this is for our listeners look around uh the doors that um go to the back of the store or if somebody goes through and the door opens just look look into that hallway nine times out of ten i guarantee you you're going to see a rat trap or a mouse trap <laughs> you can't have oh, mouse maybe. traps at a place where there's no mice so yeah um, but yeah, I, and I would totally take this produce over the grocery store mm-hmm. any day. Um, so making, making the right choices, like that's what you're trying to say is make, well, make the right choices. Um, yeah, your nutrition. Talking, yeah. I'm not talking about like being on a diet or whatever. So there's this podcast I listen to called the paleo women podcast. Mm-hmm. So probably any women who are like interested in nutrition, health, whatever should, have a listen to it. It's a good show. Um, but basically they just talk about eating for your body. So I'm not a vegetarian because I need meat. If I don't eat meat, I feel awful. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny part is that um, for a few years there, when I was in college, I was eating terrible food all the time. And I gained a lot of weight and I felt like ass. But I didn't know that I felt <laughs> like ass until I started eating better and exercising again. And then suddenly I was like, okay, so there was like five years there where I felt terrible. <laughs> you don't I had even no realize idea. that. I had no idea. Because that becomes idea. your routine, right? Yeah. You don't even realize you feel bad. Mm-hmm. But now but, I know. Now I know when I go and get Harvey's and I get poutine, I know the next day I'm going to feel crummy. And sure enough, <laughs> the next day I feel crummy. <laughs> That's yep. awesome. Well, no, because I want poutine because it's delicious. Okay, so so I eat pretty well like 80, 90% of the time. But then I also go and get poutine from Harvey's. And like I eat chicken wings and go for sushi. And yeah, of, of course. Stuff, right? I don't like. When, we, when I talk about nutrition, what I'm talking about is making sure that you get all the pro- proper nutrition that you, your body needs in order for you to function. So. Yeah. This includes uh, having a a steady source of uh, vegetables because there are certain minerals and nutrients in vegetables that your body just needs. If you can't get it for whatever reason, then turn to supplements, you know, but make sure you're doing something. Um, Try to get it from your food. Absolutely. Your body has a better time breaking down things that aren't synthetic. Well, and it's not hard and it's going to be a lot less expensive if you're just throwing spinach in your food i was just going to say three things that you should have in your house almost at all the time is spinach apples and bananas (laughs) um because those those two things apples and bananas are easy uh to go 
and they're good go-to. Yeah. <laughs> By the things, way, right? if, if you have some anxiety issues um, and you're going to shoot weddings and stuff, take bananas. Eat yes. bananas during the day because bananas have beta blockers in them that will sort of help chill you out a little bit when you're shooting. Um, good for your blood pressure, too. Ah. Uh, and rich in potassium. Yes, if you watched um, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, <laughs> you know that bananas have potassium in them. Nice. Mm, <laughs> or no, it was Honey, Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, wasn't it? <laughs> I, I've never seen either. I'm sorry. Oh. Lame. Um, um, but when I, again, when I talk about nutrition, I'm talking about just making sure that you get the feel that you need to function properly. Um, yes. You know, don't, um, if you can, if you are working from home, don't resort to eating granola bars, you know, try to have a, a really good meal that your body can break down and yeah. get all the, all the nutrients. Uh, if you are working in an office, um, take lunch, take lunch. Yeah. Or if you are kind of lazy to prepare it and you buy it, don't just go to a fast food place, find a place <laughs> that will actually make you fresh food. Um, with vegetables. With vegetables. Yeah. So. <laughs> Our studio downtown used to be on Richmond Row in London. Um, there was a place called Burrito Boys. And oh, quite often God. I would go and get a naked burrito because it was essentially a salad with a protein. So it's mm-hmm. so picture, you know, but also had different things like beans and uh, peppers. And it was a great medley of, of things. And I would just get the vegetarian one most of the time. Like once in a blue moon, I'd get one with a chicken or something. And that felt better than, uh, you know, going down the street and grabbing a burger and fries. Yeah. Right. Or even Subway. Subway has this uh, false misconception or preconception, whatever the proper word is. Again, I'm going to blame English. Mm -hmm. Um, People think Subway is healthy food. It is not. Subway is a great alternative to French fries mm-hmm. and poutine, but it's not healthy food, especially when you're ordering a footlong sub with cheese and bacon. Mm-hmm. You are literally... Oh my God. I also <laughs> love bacon. Of course. Who doesn't? <laughs> so put bacon on your poutine, right? Oh yeah. Every time at Harvey's, bacon poutine. <laughs> nice. Um, so, and then what, what my next step is, is if you're not working at home and you're working at the studio... So every time I have a photo shoot that's going to be a day, like where mm-hmm. it's eight hours, it's catered. Hmm. Um, there's always water. There's always refreshments. Yeah. Um, but it's also catered. Oh. I will reach out to a caterer and I will spend them the money for them to make uh, one or two salads and sandwiches, as well as some vegetarian options and have like a veggie tray. Yeah. A lot of people will be like, really? That's weird. But trust me, the clients fucking love it. Oh, yeah. They think it's the coolest thing ever. Like, I swear, I, I, I shot this one client for years just because I always had food at the studio when they came. <laughs> and they loved it. And, I mean, they're paying for it, like, at the end of the day. But also, so are, so are you. Because if you have to buy lunch, um, you are paying for it, right? So whether you're ordering pizza for let's say six people and spending 40, 50 bucks to get it delivered. Or if you're spending 50, 60, 80 even dollars on a, on six people on really good catered food, that's all it costs half the time to tell you the truth. 
I don't think I've ever spent more than $20 a person uh, to get a photo shoot catered. And quite often, a lot of things I do myself, you know, so like salad or fruits or whatever. But I always make sure that if I'm going to be working a full day, mm -hmm. that I actually eat something that's really good. And I started out having granola bars, juice boxes, like eating synthetic food. Yeah. And, you know, because it was easy. It's to go. And I was embarrassed. I'd be like, okay, when, when they're not looking, when they're changing, I'm just going to sneak in this granola bar. But going back to the schedule and taking a break and relaxing, I have absolutely no problem telling my client, okay, so this eight-hour shoot is going to go from, um, let's say, we're going to start at 10 o'clock. We're going to wrap up at 7 p.m. Because we're going to break for lunch. And they go, okay, that's cool. Mm -hmm. If that's what you do, that's cool. And we'll even take breaks in between. Just like a regular work day. So if you're entering this industry and you think that you're, you know, you're going to have such a busy day, you're not going to have time, make time. You, oh, you, you are in control. <laughs> you better eat, of course. Oh, yeah. Or halfway so, through, you're just going to be like, get yeah. me out of here. For weddings, take a big water bottle and take Perfect. snacks. So I'll batch cook on Sundays um, and I'll have like at least two meals done for the week and some snacks and like I make those quinoa muffins mm -hmm. and they're easy to throw in a container or Ziploc bag and take with you and chicken and then fruit and everything that I'll have. Like it's pretty easy. Make sure that you take snacks with you to shoots. Okay. <laughs> Well, Over. actually, I'm getting tired now. It's almost time for my nap. <laughs> I know. So I'll uh, I'll wrap up the last couple of points really quickly. Okay. <laughs> the just to wrap up the nutrition thing, uh, you can bring healthy things to weddings too. You don't have to just you know buy pop and uh, oh you know, my god no and juice and like like be careful with a lot of juices. A lot of them are just sugared water. They're yeah. really not juices. Um, you can, you know, you can cut up apples. You can uh, put some uh, cherry tomatoes into a bag. Um, uh, you can bring a banana. You can, there's a lot of foods you can bring with you that are perfectly good, perfectly safe. Um, uh, we used to pack a cooler to wedding. Well, we still do if we go shoot a wedding. And in the cooler will be f uh, soft drinks, but it'll be a lot of water. Uh, packed in ice or packed in frozen water bottles. And we'll even bring beer for the bridal party if they're really mm -hmm. cool and we like them. Yeah. But we don't drink it, right? We drink when we're done shooting. Um, but stay on top of it. Like, it's one of the things that you can very easily overlook. And I know I've, I've photographed with a lot of people. They just don't eat. And yes, you're going to have a meal <laughs> if you're shooting the reception. Reality is I don't like shooting receptions. I would rather shoot up until the reception and go home. So if I'm doing an eight hour wedding and I'm not doing the reception, I'm not eating, I'm still eating lunch somewhere in between and, and I'm bringing it. I'm making sure that it's wholesome, that it's good, that it's delicious and not too heavy, especially nothing that will ruin your wardrobe. So you don't want to be, you know, stopping by at a subway and getting a meatball sub and eating it in the car and getting it all over your shirt and tie. If that's what you wear. Um, at the end of this, like I said, if you can't get all the vitamins and nutrients out of your daily um, meals, uh, learn to supplement. Consult your doctor. 
ask them for advice on which ones to take. Uh, you may be deficient in iron or vitamin D, and you may need to go on supplements regardless of your diet, right? So just know that Sophia and I are not telling you to go on a diet or mm -hmm. have a specific diet. It's it's just we're trying to make sure that you realize what's involved in being your own boss. Um, and I cannot stress enough the importance of hydration. Uh, keep a water bottle with you all the time. Um, have an extra one just in case. Uh, drink, 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 drink. Because hydration is key. It's actually the secret to long life and you know, a successful regimen. Um, I uh, read that you should drink two glasses of water before you, uh, as soon as you wake up, before you even go in the shower. Um, it will help kickstart your metabolism and it will help you keep your blood pressure low, um, et cetera, et cetera. So um, drink as much as you can. The, the well, recommended eight cups of water per day has been proven to be kind of a, load a of farce. crap it's a load of crap yeah. yeah you drink when you're thirsty it is possible to over drink yes if okay okay if you're going pee and your pee is clear you're drinking too much water and if you're drinking too much water you can get headaches you can get dizzy so don't drink too much water at a wedding but if you're thirsty for the love of god drink some water absolutely and and yeah, don't don't overhydrate necessarily. I mean, it's not well, really that bad for you because <laughs> some people's bodies can't handle an overabundance of water. The chances you, are at a wedding, you're not going to overdrink water. No. Like, <laughs> if anything, you're going to sweat and you're going to like be standing and you're going to be using yeah. a lot of energy. You're probably going to be dehydrated. So exactly, and that's where that's where water is key because it will actually give you energy. Funny enough, um, you want to replenish those electrolytes. So um, Get, get on top of that, especially if it's a really hot day and you're sweating it all out, right? Mm -hmm. If you're shooting a wedding, you're sweating it all out, replenish because that's where your energy is and it's key. So, uh, but moving on past hydration, the very last thing and one of the most important things you can do is sleep. <sighs> Time for Yeah, I mentioned this before. I have like a routine for sleep and it's not about getting enough sleep. It's about getting enough good sleep. That's what exactly what it is, because uh, good sleep is better than long sleep. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My, my advice is to invest heavily in um, two things, um, a really comfortable mattress and a really comfortable pair of shoes. Uh, spend the money. That's where you should be spending the money. Don't, don't worry about getting top of the line lenses and flashes and lights. And, you know, um, I've been photographing professionally with, uh, alien bees, uh, palsy buff Einstein lights since the beginning of my career, I've rented pro photo lights for bigger shoots. And at the end of the day, I could have pulled them off with, um, my alien bees and my Einsteins just, just as well. I dare anybody to prove to me that the quality of light is better from a name brand like Profoto or Ellen Chrome, you know? So rather than spending the money there, that's not going to make you a better photographer. What's going to make you a better photographer is when you're alert and can actually perform and do your uh, tasks uh, at, at its peak efficiency. So what's going to, what's going to help that? Well, everything we talked about in this episode, having a good routine and, you know, getting a good sleep. So invest in the mattress because you spend a third of your life in bed. So a quality mattress is definitely going to help that. Um, I think we paid close to two grand for ours. 
It's a little bit more firm than most people would like, but that's the kind of mattress that I need to get a really good sleep. Um, and same goes for shoes. I do not buy shoes for the look first. I mean, fashion is very important to me. I try to look good, like try to look nice for my clients and try to feel good about it. But the number one priority is how comfortable I feel in the shoes. Uh, because let's face it, you're if you're not in one, you're in the other. So if you're not in your shoes, you're in your bed. Those are the two things you should not uh, take for granted. Uh, and that will actually help you with the quality of sleep. So, yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to add, Sophia? I'm hungry and I also need a nap. Have a banana and go to sleep. <laughs> but uh, on that note, uh, the show notes for this episode are on doubleexposure.show slash episode slash 39. Uh, we want you to join the conversation on Facebook in our Double Exposure Show group. Tell your friends by sharing our Double Exposure page on their timeline and make them listen to one of our episodes because I know they're going to love it. They're going to love it as much as you. And when they tell you, wow, thank you so much. I really do love that podcast. Tell them, hey, go on doubleexposure.show slash iTunes and give it a five-star rating because they're going to get, uh, they're going to feel your love that way. And we want to feel your love. Thank you to Benjamin Edward for our artwork and Ben Sound for providing this wicked soundtrack that you're being filled with at the moment. Um, I think that our next episode is going to be a really cool one because it's episode number 40. And that's, that's the only reason I say that. The content of it has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. We look forward to seeing you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay,